Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight. All the fallout from Forbidden Door, of course. Uh, the beginnings of the road to All In. But normally, they sort of, you know, drastically move back on and maybe even come back to the storylines they were getting involved in prior to Forbidden Dorsage because it's a bit of a distraction as much as it brings us these amazing matches. And by the way, if you want to know our thoughts on Forbidden Door, that is available as a podcast right now. But there's a bit of a hangover in the best possible way in a G1 Climax classic that was announced last night and broke Twitter. Oh my God, uh, this match is so special. Like, cards on the table, they're not going to approach it tonight. No. They're not going to do it. It doesn't have the same atmosphere, the same vibe, the same special feeling of a professional wrestler discovering the best version of themselves, a version that had almost become a meme because he was Dean Ambrose and a wacky guy for <laughs> so long. Watching John Moxley become John Moxley against Tomohiro Ishii in just a spellbinding war, just like crackling with energy and just two people being really hard and trying to kill each other. That match does something to me to this day. And I'm this, an atheist and it was a religious experience. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't of this earth anymore watching it. Like I think Dave Meltzer um, on the Observer radio before the newsletter and the star rating came out, right? He knows he's in the business of rating matches and people subscribe to get his thoughts on it. He himself wants to be known as the business analyst guy. And whenever the, the topic of star ratings come up, he will always say, it's just a very small part of what I do. But he knows where his bread's buttered, and he never says what the rating is until the issue comes mm -hmm. up, because he knows people subscribe for it. He gave it away because he was so hyped for this match and how awesome it was that he said, I knew it was a five-star match within 17 seconds. <laughs> I love how it's such a specific... Yeah, there. there. <laughs> it's a very specific Dave thing. But he went, yeah, my God, this match was awesome. I knew it was a five-star match in 17 seconds. Well, you know, a four-star or above match. He obviously went five, because why wouldn't you? It was amazing. Uh, my abiding memory is one of my favorite things in pro wrestling is when a, a wrestler performs out of character because they have to do something. And this only works when you stay within your character and you are disciplined with your character work for so long that when you break away from the stuff you usually do to try and get it done when it needs to be done, it just puts it over as something special. Like when Cash tried to do the 450 in the full gear match, mm. when Moxley did the shocked kick-out face in the Utah yeah. match. In this match, just brawler Ishii, who just threw suplexes, brain busters, and strikes, and lariats, Kojima, <laughs> and 
took to the skies to do a splash through Moxley, who was prone on a table because he knew this guy, this lunatic with whom I'm brawling around the entire Currican Hall, I, I, I can't beat him by just eating headbutts and forearms. I have to put him through a table, lads. That was incredible. I'm negative on the idea of this repeating that magic because magic is the word. Mm-hmm. But then, did you watch the Dominion Trios match? Where it was Ishii, Tanahashi, and Okada versus Claudio Mox and Umino from I Dominion. So I'm seeing it, but you went high on it, didn't you? I went high on it. I didn't go five. It was a controversial one because Dave went five, and I was thinking, why? This is great, but it's not a five. Mm. I was tempted to go six <laughs> the first 30 seconds again because as soon as Moxley and Ishii went up to each other, just each went for each other's throat and started strangling each other. Like it was just they're just magic together. Like this will be an amazing match. It will not be the G one, I don't think. But buckle your seatbelts. This <laughs> is going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm excited for the um, like just the tone they set. Because Moxley has a out and out heel. Like the great thing about the G1 match, like other than all of it, <laughs> just from a character point of view, Moxley. Moxley's neither heel nor babyface. He's fighting the whole world. Does he kiss him in it? Yeah. Yeah. He's fighting the whole world. <laughs> he's fighting everybody's perception of him as Dean Ambrose. So he's yeah. fighting out of his old character. Um, he's kind of an invader into the G1. He's a disruptor, definitely. But, and he's like, he's got a Bruiser Brody element in the kind of way he scares the crowd walking out to the ring. He's got this incredible, hilarious and heartwarming, but also quite edgy relationship with Shooter like, as well. This, you know, we've talked... Like if Shooter messes up, he's going to get his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've, they've, like, we've talked endlessly about this G1 run. And like, this is, I think this match defines it better than any other. And it's a hell of a run. And it's different now. Like, Ishii is, he's not an invader. He was a welcome member of Forbidden Door and he won. So he's a winner. But... He's walking into Moxley's house. John Moxley is four years deep into Project AEW. This is a, the, the dynamic, and he's a heel now as well. So the dynamic is totally different. And as much as I look forward to the violence, I'm kind of interested in the character-based stuff. Like John Moxley is just starting to unlock, like the, and I like this by the way, the clownish element of him as a heel. It took a little. It was a bit of an mm-hmm. awkward fit at first, and I think he was trying to do it like piece by piece so it didn't feel I was thinking Steve Austin tapping out the night after WrestleMania 17 yeah. on Raw he didn't want to do that so he didn't want to be entirely betray who he's been but he is week by week backing off a little bit more or needing to rally the troops a little bit just little delicate touches that make John Moxley who he is like mm-hmm. he'll never completely betray the character and he's always up for a fight but I'm looking forward to the moment where he shows a bit of fear because what's Ishii going to like not necessarily no sell but what's he going to stand up from what's he going to scream in the face of uh and I think Mox is going to win and maybe win dirty as well. And this is going to be she send off before you start bringing in other people for the blood and guts. Where to catch the first, please? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I'll take that. Maybe maybe just six rounds of rampage. Maybe he has the fight of his life on Dynamite, and then on the same tape in fights to catch for Friday. <laughs> what um, if he busts Ishii open with Danielson being injured? They'll need a fourth and fifth man for blood and guts, yeah, which course, is happening. Yeah. Which is happening. So they might. Do this, and he could bleed with the BCC and sort of turn. Oh my god! Which would be incredible if I'm booking this match or laying it out, or I found these two men, or just basically what I want to see from this match. I want Ishii to come out first, lovely, big, respectful reaction, and then I would just like him to have Death Rider as his theme. Yes, please. Just Death Rider because it's my imagination. This is my fantasy. Yeah, booking. better as a heel theme yeah. as well. Definitely on Sunday. Yeah, and then he comes out, Death Rider. Then Ishii just gets out the ring and marches towards him in the stands. Then they just brawl for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I just want to see it all. Just throwing stuff. Like bottle. throwing stuff. Now he loves that bottle. Head. Just like he goes straight for like he sees him coming. He's like, well, I'm going to beat this off your head. Bang. Like that. And they're away. Mm. Do that. Strangle each other. Slap each other. Forearm each other. Headbutt each other. Bite each other. Punch each other. Forearm each, each other. other. Kiss <laughs> each other. Oh, God. I cannot wait for this match, man. It's going to be amazing. Main event. I hope it opens, because I'm going to do the nerd thing. Yeah, It's the sort of thing, I don't want these guys to go 25 minutes and do this really well-crafted slow burn epic. But at the same time, I want my money's worth. So this is one of those things where if this main events, I'll just be very wary of the time and what's left. Mm. Yeah, That's what's on me. I've got a stupid brain. You could do as well the sort of, uh, you know, like... I don't want the Suzuki incident to be repeated. Goodness, no. 
Yes. The Suzuki incident, God, that, that's like, when everything is dead by dinner time, when you're talking about like meme culture, it's mad that that was gone for so long. And what's the parallel here is that the Suzuki incident happened after All Out 2021, when you thought, right, biggest audience you're going to get yeah. for this hype, and they bloody do the Suzuki incident. This is, qu- this is quite nice a way for them to like go into the show with, oh, like Forbidden Door was amazing, but it's not slam shut just yet. Ishii's music hits and you're away, and this just, like it keeps the energy of... Like the excitement around New Japan being around going mm. throughout this episode because you've got like another tag match that feeds into it. Like, I think the tag match is a better main event for a TV show than Moxie and Ishii because yeah. it's almost like you open, open with it. Yeah, like I think you open with it. It's almost like they could do. A, they could almost do a bit with it. Like saying Moxley wins, but there's every chance that there's a fight that boots off later on or like keep away from the locker room because Kingston's kicking around. There's lots of like blood and thunder in the air. That mm. thing. Well, let's talk about the other tag, the, the tag match that could main event in, instead of this one. Uh, like you say, Fallout from from Forbidden Door there because it's Sting and Darby Allen uh, against. Is, is it still the Sex Gods if he's Painmaker? I don't know, but Painmaker Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a Tornado tag. Um, I've got mixed emotions about this because it's the Sex Gods, so it's automatically goaded. Yes, but also. They always cook. They had a bit of a they had a bit of a <laughs> wobble on Sunday, didn't they? These these guys. Yeah, they did. Feels like a fix of this, doesn't it? Yeah. Like before the press conference, Tony Khan's gone to Chris Jericho and said, "We're doing that again. That was terrible." Yeah. The anger went wrong because Sting didn't move, so I we need to do like, that again. And I so don't like, like that specific journalist sitting there. So if you can combine <laughs> those two things, it's so this is a and like professional pride. Yeah. Like is going to be something they're going to be working for as much as anyone else. So I kind of am hyped for this. I don't care about the paymaker. I'm going to put that out there straight oh, away. Who, who does like the paymaker? <laughs> but it could, it could get banter because Sammy Guevara could be whatever paymaker version of himself he'd be. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. Like the pain gods. <laughs> it's not like they do their pose, but it's got like a growl. It's got like a growl with it at the same time. What do we time. drink? Champagne. That's what we drink. Great. A little bit of the... Um, this... <laughs> <laughs> I worry about this. It's not just the fact that what about heroes of wrestling <laughs> on <laughs> Sunday night? It like it really did. Um, so they're pitching this as this iconic dream. I'd have a book Chris Jericho versus Sting if I'm being honest. Shoot six thirty through a table. It's looking for real. I want to know what was going through Sammy's head as he's turtling down. Doesn't look like he's moving, but I, then again, I am spinning around in circles. I'm I've sure. got him. In Jericho's head, this is the most iconic, legendary moment in Dynamite history when they first came together. For me, it was never that. <laughs> After Forbidden Door, I don't think for anyone it's going to be that. Um, this is way bigger than... They are billing it. It's nowhere near as big as they are billing it to be. It's obviously a platform for the Jericho Guevara breakup. Um, so it's not this massive thing in and of itself. I don't feel patronized, but they've overestimated the importance, the significance, and indeed the quality of all of this. I'll be. I'm not excited about this match. You'd have to be pretty. I don't know. Is it naive to get excited about it, or do these wrestlers deserve? a pass to think you've had a shambles, you've had a nightmare, but this should be loads of fun and maybe don't write them off just yet. When I flip between those two head spaces, I consider Sting, his last truly great, ageless, how are you doing this performance happened at Forbidden Door last year. Yeah. He had that match with, it was a Buddy and Brody King at Rampage. Oh, yeah. Where it was Sting and Derby and they were still doing House of Black stuff. And that was fun, but it wasn't quite the same. As he had a party match after... Check his cage match. Check his cage match for full gear and all out 2022. Had the Miro one against the House of Black. That wasn't very good either. Where we thought Malachi was away. I'm trying to basically find out when the peak was. Yeah. Because he's teamed with Orange a couple of times, I think, this year. And he just did a splash. And that was it. He's not done a crazy balcony dive sting match for quite some time. When was the Jarrett one? I was about to say, did Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett full gear? Right, that was the peak. That that full gear and forbidden door. After full gear last year, and it's fine, he's 64. He's not had the sting party match. He's done some stinger splashes and some nice, fun house show matches with Cassidy, 
um, earlier this year on telly. I think that's when the first debuted the white, blue, and red ropes. Mm. Great movie match in Dower, of course. Aye, but that wasn't very good either. Basically, I think I will never say finished because the man deserves more than that. But it's over, I think. I think the good times are over. I'm prepared to be surprised, animated all over again. And I would love to be, but it wasn't just Forbidden Door on Sunday. He's had these shockers, like the private party match when he tried to do the Scorpion death drop counter and he just fell out yeah. Like it is, It's over, I think. I think it's over. I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love for this to be great. Um, but I think now is the time for it all to just kind of end. Um, I would love to be frothing at the mouth about how awesome this was, what an idiot I was for doubting him. Basically, what I'm trying to say, very long-winded, is that I'm not excited. The, Sting and Derby win, they always win. Yeah, Sting and Derby win, and then does either Jericho or Guevara draw Daniel Garcia in the Blind Eliminator tournament for the drive in the wedge? I don't know which one, but like they lose a tag match, but it kind of proves the sex gods are, are done in kayfabe. And yeah, then, do, do the spot that they were meant to do on Sunday, where he tells Guevara to do yeah. something, and it doesn't go to plan, rather than, like you said, well done, Sammy. Yeah. That's the correct thing to do. Well, well, get up though, because things up already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's not breaking up pinfalls, but he's up. <laughs> so, like, that's two heavy defeats to the team in kayfabe. So maybe the, you know the good days are over, sort of thing. And then Garcia finds himself teaming with one or the other to drive that wedge. Sorry, we're doing the dance. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Sting and Darby Allen to win. Yeah, yeah. Does a full turn happen tonight? They're I don't usually, think so. like a big hook for. Look at all the hype from Forbidden Door. Come and watch Dynamite, and we'll give you something ostensibly big. Mm. Is it a good or bad thing that that happens? We do that though. So close to another pillar turning in terms of Jack Perry turned on. Yeah, because Guevara's uh, he's not received as such, but he's essentially playing a babyface. Mm. So him playing babyface and uh, excuse me, Darby Allen told me that the crowd were going crazy for him. Yeah. So, so formally <laughs> turning babyface isn't. Well, that's a nice parallel there, I guess, as well. They like to do yeah. these things at mm. the same time. Um, I, I think the big breakup. I think it do. I think it's heavily teased. Yeah, it's a long time to get to before all out slash all in when this match will presumably happen. Jericho's got a. I could always just do the gauntlet. What's his? <laughs> Jer- like Jericho loves his own law. Like what would be a good like? I was, th- I was thinking there about the uh, like he's been turned on with the screen and he used the rockers one. There was like a continuation with Janetti and Michaels to. Michaels and Jericho to Jericho and Owens. Yeah. Like, is there a way in which you can have a big screen that you can throw Sammy into? Or something like that's how big splits happen in Chris Jericho's life. Like something that's set up for a big set piece like he does it. Remember when he did the weeks of the teases in the pandemic? Like, it's the Chris Jericho 30th anniversary party. Here comes the MJF turn. It's the Chris Jericho big day out at the castle. In like, Vegas. In Vegas yeah. is the MJF turn. When's the MJF turn coming? Like, he sets those up to let you know that. It's, it's coming, coming yeah. and there could be like a big, yeah. Sa- oh my god, a baby shower. Turns Jesus. on Sammy just before he becomes a dad. Oh my god, that's so Jericho. That's yeah. a fantastic Takes idea. Takes the moment back off him, like ah. Uh, I'll great. be gutted if they do the turn tonight. Then I'm the daddy, bitch, and then hits him with a. And then he'll cop. trademark the daddy. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll, he'll call himself the daddy, Chris Jericho, and it's just the same bit. It's still good. Yeah. It's all because he was as a champion, but the daddy, Chris yeah. Jericho. Selling baby growth. God, God damn it, if he listens to this, <laughs> he deserves some royalties. <laughs> the daddy, Chris Jericho. It's a very, very Jericho thing, that, isn't it? Like, uh, I brought you into this world, Sammy, and I'll take you out of it. Oh. We've booked this whole thing. We've just booked six months of TV, haven't we? How, like, would, he, how would he do the enunciation? Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> the daddy oh, Oh, yeah! And then he's given, like, he said, well, Max was allowed to do it. So uh, I guess that makes me a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the daddy, that's amazing. It's great, that. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, let's talk Jack Perry. I, I, I'm just going to stop calling him Jungle Boy because I don't think it really works as a, as a heel. Um, I feel a bit good for the English fans who are excited to sing uh, Baltimore because that's not happening anymore either. Yeah, unless that's ruined like, all in. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's ironic. <laughs> um, but we're going to hear from him tonight, each and every one of you. Very interested in what kind of heel he plays. Judge by Twitter, arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Is he going to try and be a badass? Is he going to be a little... Is he going to be... In, the, in a phenomenal twist of their story, like the next Christian, like, Christian's sort of badass. Mm. He's just a horrible mm. human being and an arsehole and a rat. That's got to be the one that Jungle Jack Perry... Jungle Board! No, I'm not doing it. He's got to play <laughs> a sniveling little weasel coward bitch. Like, he, can't, <laughs> he can't be the badass... He could cosplay as the badass with a leather jacket. He should himself think he's a badass, yeah. but in fact he's not. And that would be a great twist to he's still under Christian Cage's learning tree. Now, that brings me leather on to... Leather jacket with a turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> that brings me on to, should they realign? Not yet. No. No. Like, it's too cartoonish of, nah, I'm a bad man now. Oh, yeah, I see what you were coming from all along. Now, you said he's going to shag his mom. You said your dad's deed and all the rest of it. Like It's just too wrestling mm. for them to realign. Now, you could pull it off, I don't know, but for me, it seems too wrestling for him to go, I'm bad now, so you're my dad again. Yeah. Or what if Christian says, I could be your father? It's right there, isn't it? Like, I'll be the father figure. That's what you were missing. Isn't that right? And then looks at his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I Like... When they did, it the, could be a good. Line. I will raise a piece of. <laughs> 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 he could. That would be a good line. Yeah. The focus your book. And that's how Christian and Jericho come together again. They're like we're both dads in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like the. <laughs> it could, yeah, be a longer term thing. I agree in terms of it shouldn't just be just this week. Oh, back with Christian then. Uh, but I like the idea of Christian being backed into a corner as part of his, I don't know, Freebird TNT title run. <laughs> Uh, what a trio they would be as well. Yeah. And Luchasaurus being like banned from ringside. And he'd be like, well, that's it. He's finally going to, you know, Wardlow's going to catch up to him now. And it's oh, God, so why does that do Wardlow? <laughs> Dad stuff, basically. Yeah, nah, but <laughs> my God, he need, Wardlow needs to turn heel. I can't see them. I can't look past them doing like Hollywood Nepo baby stuff. Do you remember when they were trying? I don't know if they were trying for heat or not, but the Cali Click line that week that yeah. Darby Allen was trying to get one over on him. And I just sort of think that's a... I could easily see uh, on the big screen, like the Hollywood letters spelling out Jack Perry as his new... Like Perry, Wood. Perry Wood or something like that. Like the I've got a question from uh, Hamid that I saved the other day on Twitter. I meant to ask this to Andy on the news the other day. It's far more applicable to you two. He's asked whether or not, yeah, he's going to be called like Hollywood Jack Perry or Beverly Hills Perry, right? But And what music choice he's going to have. But also, more importantly, arguably than that, Haircut? I mean, he looks gorgeous with that long hair, but it's... Slicked down. Yeah, like, they'll tinker with it slightly, maybe. I just, like, maybe, I'm not even saying that's necessarily going to work, but it does sort of feel like, man, I got in the muck wrestling for years, and I didn't need to. I only did it because I thought it was the right way, and where did it get me? But I know it's, like, very cliched and a bit dated at this point, but it's, it's real. Like, he did get down in the muck, and he did try and, like, become a ground-up success story despite having loads of doors open for him. And people were just like, yeah, whatever, next. So it's sort of, yeah. it's there for him if he wants to feed off it. God, that could be really good. Yeah. City slicker Jack Perry. <laughs> <laughs> From Jungle Boy. Fancy talking Jack. 
So you just really talk. <laughs> <laughs> I would not touch that bonnet. No. It's one of those, isn't it? It's a it's a big swing if you do that. Like it's very precious that he's heel or face. Uh, that hair's very distinctive, let's say. But I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette. Because why would you? But can you think of a better bonnet for a hair versus hair match? No, nah, it's a you know, it'd be a good one to lose that, wouldn't it? Yeah. I've just had a horrible thought there. Like we were talking about pillar stuff and a bit of pillar symmetry. Like for the first time in a while, Jack Perry felt like super topical and over when he turned on Hook. What if Chris Jericho's had a look at that and thought, you're replacing Sammy in the JAS and we're going to put you with Anna J. You're going to neck on. Welcome to the team, kid. I hate <laughs> Thanks, Chris Jericho. I hate watching real life wrestling couples interact on television. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want it. It could be worse. It could be WWE. That's even worse. And like, that on the arse. That's really <laughs> good, what? Hey? What are they like, them two? She's the man how of anything. How do you have less chemistry than Aye. people forced together on screen? Yeah, we need, like, two generic heels, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, and then you show a stranger. Oh, they're together. <laughs> I don't know, it's the other ones. <laughs> um, time to talk uh, MJF. No, no, go on, go on. He, he uh, said something for after the podcast. Okay. Uh, he uh, was victorious, of course, defending his uh, world title, so he's earned himself a few... Months off, uh, defending <laughs> that now, uh, and he shut down the challenge of Adam Cole. But now, of course, we'll talk about the Blind Eliminator tournament as well here. They're being forced together, and we I think we hear from them as well tonight. Brilliant. Uh, instantly into this, I understand why. Well, two things. I understand why people might not like this. Can they coexist? And I also get why people will be comparing this to the kind of booking that we criticise in WWE mm-hmm. and making that criticism of us in good faith. Because, yes, if you put two random faces or heels together on an episode of Raw, and it was just, there was no reason for it. It happens all the time in the women's division. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like they're a tag team now. They're best mates and the leads in the display. Like, you call it rubbish booking. And it is rubbish booking. Because they're presented as if they've been best friends forever. And you're supposed to take this title challenge seriously. And you don't. And it's lame. And it's not well thought, thought through. This, however, yes, it's random. But AEW, to a fault sometimes doesn't really deal in random. He sets up a bunch of stables mm. and alliances so that everybody's got somebody, and that kind of makes it boring sometimes. Cause like, oh, no, they can't hang out with them. Like, because Ethan Page is bloody stuck with Matt Hardy. You know, like, they can't you can't drift away from these, like, faction lines. So this is, like, a rule-proven exception. It's a bit of a transgression. It's a bit of fun mm. that this blind limit. I love this blind eliminator because it does allow for people that shouldn't be together to be together, but it's all very much one-off feeling. It's, you don't just... Oh, we're mates now because we were talking backstage earlier on today and now we're going to get a title shot next week. No, you have to be drawn together out of hats. Decide if you like it enough to win a tournament just to get a shot at the best tag team in the world in FTR. Like, that's so much better as a concept than just, hey, uh, Liv Morgan, it's really cool to hang out with you again. I agree, Natalia, and we're going to put Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler to the sword this Saturday. That's nonsense. This isn't, right? It's nonsense in theory, when you're getting drawn out of the hat, MJF and Adam Cole were acknowledging it as nonsense, but a title shot is going to get dangled in front of them. The benefits of it, the showing last week, that tiny glimpse of chemistry, shut up, Shivani, like was the oh, first yeah. te- the first tease that there's going to be a double team that kicks ass. Like there, something's going to happen. MJF wants deep down to love this guy still because the Panama City playboy meant something to him. So there's going to be a double team between them where like it's, there's loads of narrative fun to be had. That's the thing. I want that to be... I've said this on the review last week. I want MGF to really start to like Adam Cole. Yeah. For Adam Cole to, like, sort of let him be his mate. And then when he just says, ah, oh, not really a mate, I want the title. Like, MGF has finally got that character motivation to be, like, the Stan guy again, which is his best role. Actually, being part of the boom entrance. Because like, I always did actually quite fancy doing that once. And he's like, all right, fine then. And he like, you know, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly yeah, are all yeah. the bits in the booth. Roddy, Roddy goes to his knees, doesn't he? Which, yeah. Which MJF obviously does when he does his entrance. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, you're doing all right. <laughs> 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 say, say the line. Call me what baby on a roll. I want these pairings to be everything I want them to be in my head. Like, the idea of a lethal lottery thing is pretty dumb, but... I think they can have loads of fun with it. I think it's the sort of thing that it can be fun. It just never was. Yeah. But I trust Tony Khan to do this. I will say that it's after doing some pretty 
WWE leaning tropes in the Pillars program. There was a can they coexist with Sammy? There was some um, promo trains. I think doing something that can be interpreted as can they coexist is not necessarily the best thing for MGF to do right now. That said, for the optics of the rain, which yeah. I've personally really enjoyed week to week, but there's been critics of it. I think doing another thing that can be interpreted as a WWE move is probably not the best idea, but it just feels like this is an AEW's wheelhouse to just, I trust them to get this. Yeah, way. yeah. Like, who do people want to see? Well, this is a Trojan horse for something bigger. Is there, there no other yes. teams been announced yet, have they? No. There's, like, so, much scope, there's so much scope for deft dovetailing booking. You can tell a million different stories in the yeah. parameters of this tournament, not just with Cole and MGF and the thing we've pitched being the, you know, they actually become friends. Or so Adam Cole would want you to think. Like, I saw someone on Twitter say, what if like um, it's Cash Wheeler and uh, Matt Jackson? Oh, yeah. And he can just sort of uh-huh. get that ticking. Because it can't be every team. Because then it feels fake if it's just like, it's it, like WCW would do that. Yeah. Like, it's like the face of fear for you with the Steiners. And you're not going to believe it. It's Haku and Rick. That's the like, thing. You can't do that. Once, like. you can, if it's going to be an eight bracket, you can maybe do it one or two more times. But then you can have just something completely nuts. Mm. Like, I don't know. Um, I pitch Nick Jackson and Phoenix. Both baby faces now. And it's like the, the singles thing brought together as... You know. Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's Page and Omega for me. That's the money move. Page and Omega as a team. Like they're mates now, but it still took something else to make them a team and the f- prospect of them fighting FTR in the rematch of the all out twenty twenty one. Like, even if they don't make it all the way at the end, that being to and I think they should. I'd put them together in this and I'd have them win it and have that rematch because it was in that match where FTR won the belts, the plan worked. They pulled Hangman Page away from the elite, and then he fell through Kenny's arms, and that started everything that came with that. Yeah. This time, them like him, them being a spot where he falls into Kenny's arms and Kenny catches it. Yeah. Within the, the drama of the match, like I think this is the way to arrive at all that. We're gonna do a, a, tr- a trial run of uh, the blind eliminated drawing in a second, but before we get there, who would you have Double J with? Big Bill. Oh, of course. Uh, if you can't have Big Bill and Big Bill Goldberg. Then it's Big Bill and Jeff Jarrett for me. And I mean, then, I mean, shut the whole industry down. <laughs> like, yeah. Gives you a laptop. And oh, no, it's connected to things. Yes. Who do I want to see team together? Do you want to scroll slowly through there? Yeah. Punk and Gabbana. <laughs> I am an incurable Kenny Omega obsessive. Keith I said that yesterday. Like, it'd be so stupid. Swerve's like, just tries to cheat them out of the tournament straight away, and Keith Lee nopes it, and they finally have the singles match. Yeah. They go out in the first round. I don't even want to see that anymore. <laughs> um, get, get past her, my Hardy. Kenny and Darby. Because that's completely random. They've not interacted once, I don't think, random. which is wild. Totally random. Um, And I want that to lead to a match. It makes no sense because we're doing blood and guts and then there's the Takeshita thing and then there's an Osprey thing. But I just want to see it. I, I want to see Kenny Omega versus Darby Allen. I just wanted to see it since day one. Yeah. They've not given it to me yet. Orange Cassidy and... Mark Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Mark Briscoe's actually said that. He's not going to do tag teams. That makes he'll sense. He'll do trios. He'll do, um, like, eight-man tags, but he's not doing a tag team, so... Orange Cassidy and uh, Malachi Black. Orange Cassidy and Pack. That would be great. Because people, They're some people are starting to speak the Pack rematch into existence yeah. for all in. Well, then again, that's more. They used, yeah. to, they used to be rivals. <laughs> now they're teammates. They're our <laughs> <not> rivals. <laughs> you know, that's the yeah. kind of, it, it can get a bit too stupid. Um, I hope the um, delivery method tonight is better than last week's. Because me and Sage did this long, it was a stacked old card last week. And then it was like, anyway, the last thing we need to preview is apparently a full tournament. Because they announced it as a yeah. tournament and then there was one draw. And then because it needed to feed into the surprise of the angle later on, it was just, is it Shivani and RJ City just in the studio for a minute going, well, two names out of the hat, see you later. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind like some more teams or like the wrestlers themselves being forced to react from separate locker rooms, that kind of thing. Orange Cassidy and Eddie Kingston. There we go, fixed it. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Right, the blind eliminator a, rules. Should we do, should we do a trial run of this? Yes, we're going to do a blind eliminator. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. 
Who she get paired with? Sonia Deville. Yes. Right. Do you, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do? You know, I thought of her because she hasn't won a singles match since 2020. She's not. That's in a Gareth Morgan list I was reading this morning. Oh, right. for to be. So I thought of the biggest loser at the front of my brain. Yeah, I was yeah. like, put her to me now. Do you want to do your blind eliminated team and then your blind eliminated team, or do you want to do one wins. of each? No, you do what a team. Then I'll okay. do a team. Okay, team. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're not like doing FA Cup draws where we pick like no, home no, and no. away. No, we'll no, do you teams. Pick one. All right. You pick a team and then I'll pick a team. Okay. okay, I'm scrolling through the AW roster page. Tell me when to stop. Pick a number between one and four, and that's your first member of the team. Stop two. Eddie Kingston. Yes! Yeah! Damn it! Straight out the gate. Right. right. I'm still scrolling down. Stop four. Right, that's not going to work. Okay. Uh, uh, it's fine, he's just injured at the moment. Oh, Get well yeah. soon. Cool, okay. Carl O'Reilly. Uh, stop. Well, four again. Mark Davis, also injured, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Oh, oh God damn thank it. God. Oh, thank God. Right, I might get somebody good. I keep going. Uh, stop. Four. So, Tom, lucky. Michael Nakasawa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's... <laughs> that's funny. That's sort of like, really good, isn't it? Like, because he's made friends with the elite. It's like, we've got you somebody, Eddie. Ah. Oh. Like that, yeah. I've got a secret weapon. Baby oil, Eddie Kingston. <laughs> That's, I'll, I'll you take can swap that. the baby oil for the alcohol gel that Eddie Kingston yes! against Mox. Yes. Look at this. If you're already fantasy booking spots, it means it works as a unit. And I'm saying that because I'm insecure that Sidge is going to get a better one. Right, Sidge, I'm starting from the bottom going up this time. Okay. So tell me when to stop. I'm just, just going to hold it on that one and hope he says four. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Is it? Is that right? I don't know. I'm not meant to be do looking. The, do the thing. Is that right? I can't remember the bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay, you're right. Um, He's still on the roster page. Yeah. Uh, Stop. I'm sorry, I wasn't scrolling and I was looking. <laughs> I was lost in Trench's eyes. Trench. <laughs> right, okay, I'm going again now. Stop one. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> and. Stop. Four. <laughs> oh, God. Do you want to talk about Hardy? <laughs> no. It's much better. It's QT Marshall. He's going to get himself in the tournament. It feels real. <laughs> yeah, it'll be power- they'll do powerhouse ops in QT. Well, mine sucks. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe I'm in that. Right, do you want to do a team one of each? Want you pick one each? No, I've done now. I've, done. <laughs> I've, I've lost, I've lost, I've lost. It's fine. We just do one, 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 one I, member I, I of the team. Dream dream team. Dream dad, team. Dad, the DDT. Yes. Okay, I'm going up and down. Dadlet Dream Team. You want to go first or second stage? Okay. You really don't care because you got <laughs> your Sammy QCT. I'll go first then. Okay. Everyone stop. And stop. One. Pack. Good. Stop three. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is why you two are the best. Kenny Omega. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, just very quickly, I, I've written this in my notes because I feel like it's a question I seemingly ask every week uh, and, well, for at least the last... Maybe not the last 25 weeks, but consistently. Can anyone beat Orange Cassidy? What's next for him? Obviously, they had the moment post-match where everyone not called Daniel Garcia still went, I want to kick your ass. How do they follow that up tonight? Hamlet's got a transgressive idea for the <laughs> end goal for all of this. Set up ZSJ and Shabbat as matches. If it was me, I would have Jay White beat him. I really? just love Jay White. I want to see more of him. I think he's a champion. I think it's a good shortcut to really get him over. Uh, Hamlet's got a better idea. CM Punk. Oh, yes. Um, there was discussion, wasn't there, about the international title being bigger for collision if, say, I don't think this is going to happen now, is it? But, like, if MJF, say, wasn't on the show ever, the international title would do the job. Yeah. Um, Punk already doing, like, two Hogan poses in Canada. He's established Canada as his second Long Island, as the place that boos CM Punk the most, because they've happened to be the first non-Chicago place. Yeah. Like, it's by luck, if anything else. Yeah. I don't think it's a particularly a Canada thing. Like, he, I'm sure he... It's an everywhere thing. It's going to be an everywhere <laughs> thing, isn't it? And, like, and uh, as he he's... food in Britain? Mm, I don't know about that one, you know? I don't think so. No. Um, too big a star, isn't he? Like, we we'll, love our stars over here, because we, we'll, we never grow them ourselves. <laughs> um, but it's, like, that again, as a... Just a nasty move, and... Does that, he even make it to Wembley? Well, this is it. I, I put it on Twitter, and people, some people responded as if I was like pitching it as a shoot. I think when CM Punk has things go his way, people think wrestling is real. And that's what would be so effective about 
Like mm. the Kojima thing, it's like, how oh, dare he come in and do that after he's already said no to Kenta. There's two things wrong with what you just said, but also wrestling's not real. Yeah. Like they <laughs> in a straight up shoot fight. Like the, that would feel like that would there would be a how dare he energy mm. to that from the people that really hate punk. The match would be unbelievable. Like the way Punk would play with the heat and just how mean and cruel it is with Orange Cassidy being injured. You would see Punk at his physical best. He would come out with like a light grey hoodie with like the water bottle and everything. He's like, I'm a mil- I'm one Bill Phil. I'm never mind a millionaire. I'm going to be a billionaire out of this. Got called half Mill Phil on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's good. That. That's good. good. <laughs> he was kind of G that one, wasn't he? Uh, I just think it would play magnificently well. But yeah. Jay White is the, a similar kind of heel in that respect. Yeah. I just hope it feels right when it's going to happen because I thought we were there and then the four-way kind of won me back around, especially the post-match promo. Yeah, I, I feel like for the last six weeks I've written, will he w- retain the title tonight? Is Swerve Strickland the guy to take it mm-hmm. off him? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to keep saying Miro until it happens. And it does come back around to face down, though. Yeah, that's the, the issue. Mm-hmm. I've re- I have reached the point in this run where I've gone off the, and it'll come back around again, where I've gone off wanting to see the next guy beat him, I'm like, I want him to keep winning now. Mm. And I just think that's the success of the run. Is because you want him to get to Wembley? I think I do, yeah. yeah. I want him to make it to Wembley at least. Uh, right, finally, let's talk about the uh, Owen Hart Cup quarterfinal that takes place tonight. It is Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Uh, you're a big fan of the Outcast now, aren't you? I'm an Outcast guy. Uh, I just, I've said this a couple of times. Fence act on the programme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, the point at which they stopped being the NWO, it got good for me. Tony Storm won the belt. They're, they're not the outcasts, they're the insiders. They've, uh, they've achieved the mission, which was to just get the belt and get respect. They've done it. So now they can just be bad guys. I think the chemistry between Soho and Tony Storm particularly is excellent. Um, Britt Baker will win this. Yeah, looking at the looking at the bracket, by the way, in the other in the semi final already qualified. You got Willow Nightingale versus Athena. First of all, oh my god, I really look like the look uh, of that can't match. Way for that, uh, and awaiting the winner of Baker and Soho is Sky Blue, which kind of gives away the result. But I think I think looking at it, the way I've fantasy booked it for Willow to go all the way to the final, it has to go this way anyway. So I, Soho's winning. Yeah, for me, you think Soho's winning tonight? Yeah, it just ties up Willow's deal with the Outcasts. Yeah, I just. Britt Baker and Tony and Ruby Soho had a stinker, didn't they? Well, they had two matches. One was at Double or Nothing last year, and it was not good. Yeah. They had a hot match that wasn't always well worked in the main event of the first Grand Slam. Yes. That, that I liked. That was better. Yeah. It was better. I liked it. It felt worthy of the occasion, if not a great match in and of itself. But once they... This like dynamics ba- loads better. Baker was so much hotter in 2021. She just had that match with um, Statlander. Um, she was a champ. It just felt right. Like that's a low key cooling off that not many people are talking about. Like people talk about Wardlow and Starks. Like with Baker, I think uh, maybe the idea is that she's transitioning into a Jericho role where now that she's been the champion, she's been the face of the division, she can use her credibility to... She's done so many jobs, if you count them all up recently. Uh, maybe too many. Like This match doesn't feel big. She doesn't really feel like much of a star mm. anymore. I think she's done one too many jobs. I think they've overestimated how enshrined into legend this DMD thing and the character is. And I think she's done too many jobs... And they've cooled her off. Yeah. She's had injury woes. She's had the bad back. She's got this sort of like uh, a septum issue. I just think she's done too many jobs and this doesn't feel big. I've just had, you described uh, and... uh, It's very selflessly so. She's taken the back seat to Jamie Hayer. Yeah. I just had my own personal narrative small bang in my head which you described the beginning of AEW Dynamite as in Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AEW, which is, I don't, I don't want to read that. Like, it's holiday time now. You want to read something by the pool. Can you still get your hands on it? Yeah, it's available now. But it depends on what kind of words you like. <laughs> I'm, I'm always answering this. What kind of words do you like? You're a writer. I'm big into, like, passionate and insightful ones. <laughs> uh, really? What? There's 120,000 of them in that book. No way! <laughs> <laughs> which you can order on Amazon right now. So... Big picture stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because we're, t- we're talking like NXT Women's Battle Royal Big Bang here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's two storylines effectively, but I've just I've just done it in my head. I don't know 
What's the situation with Soraya right now? Back. Back. Good to go. She's okay. So, my plan from now until a few months down the line. Wembley. Yeah, let's say, is <coughs> Baker loses tonight. Soho goes through. Soho beats Sky Blue. Willow Nightingale beats Athena. Start again. Soho beats Baker through to the semi. Obviously beats Sky Blue. Soho goes through to the final. Final winning Willow Nightingale. Final. <laughs> Willow so Nightingale. Soho versus Willow Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, Willow gets a revenge on the Outcast. Yeah. Wins the Owen Hart Cup. Lovely. The Outcasts are pissed off with Willow Nightingale. So who goes after Willow Nightingale? Can't be Ruby, Ruby Soho. She's just lost. Can't be Tony Storm. She's the champion. It's Soraya. What's Willow Nightingale got that Soraya could take off her? The New Japan Women's Title. Who, who's just coming oh, back? Yeah. Fancies a re- might fancy a rematch for that title that she pro- probably should have won the first time around if it hadn't been a, an injury. I'm thinking, of course, of Mercedes. Money. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, out, other outcast stuff. Tony Storm versus, hopefully, fingers crossed, Jamie Hayter uh, at All In, and then Britt Baker can turn on her, and hopefully we can finally get around to that storyline. That's a super clear pathway that also includes Saray getting a pounce off Willow Nightingale. Yeah. In that match. So yes. uh, who's not going to want to see that? Well, one last thing to do. Oh. <laughs> Does he have no That's not it. <laughs> just want to press it. Yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Time to play the game! It's just creeping his chair. How about me? You got your pension on a bus? <laughs> <laughs> really Have you had that yet? Someone like got up to give them, your, give them your, their seat? <laughs> yeah. Remember when there was like really bad culture wars and cultural divides after like. Brexit, plus loads of Tories, plus other stuff, and there was just people like not knowing how to protest the fact that the old people were controlling so much of the young people's future. And you've seen a lot of tweets along the lines of, I'm not giving my seat up anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they voted Tory. They've done all these things that have ruined my life, so I'm going to ruin their bus journey. <laughs> it's a petty one. one, one. <laughs> yeah. Last minute. Equaliser. <laughs> it's been ages since we've done this. Uh, I think the last one was June 8th, off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I don't take that seriously, like yeah, <laughs> for the rankings. Okay, okay. Hamlet's got six, six, What's correct. <laughs> what number's that? Leave more sleep. <laughs> Shicks in the final. Sidgwick's <laughs> got drum. Favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, I like Sitch. Preferred him as the one, two, three kid, but you know, Sitchrom was pretty good. He, he was cooking a Sitch. <laughs> Sid, you got five, and I've. Got back into this with four. Yeah, and this I, is why he cares. I th- yeah, I think I've I think I won the last one. Do you remember when it was zero for like about two yeah, months and you were like, I'm doing, this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this the right way. Yeah. If anything, if I'm, I'm, I'm winning. winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll go first. Okay. And I'm gonna say Pe- people might not know the name of the game though. Oh god, yeah, where, where are my manners? It's been so long. Um well we need to know the name of the game, but before we need to get there, we have to find out what the aim of the game is. The aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second when you hear the first entrance theme for the first competitor in the only women's match because predominantly it was always the penultimate segment. And realistically, it's never changed. It has changed, but it's always won. Yeah. We just want to just really get it out there that it's absolutely pathetic and apathetic and just really, really regressive. Hmm. And if we can just guess it to the hour, minute, and second... Then, you know, we'll really nail them. We'll really nail them. That's the aim of the game. The name of the game is, well, this is ladies' name, and I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Ah. Do you think if we did nail it to the hour minute a second, the following week they'd put two matches on and be like, right now we're proper done. Can you, can you please stop <laughs> playing this game, you, you British dickheads? They <laughs> tried everything. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they tried would. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, tried, they tried putting one and a half women's matches on, and they were like, is that, is that enough? Or yeah. So they probably listen to this now and we're like, right, go, right, not okay. yet, not yet. What about if we put it in, you know, the top of the hour? Yeah. Hey, like crazy. It's two on Rampage this week. Stop your moaning. You cargle in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's never actually been that. Is there not? No, no, no. I thought no. they've done two. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. It has to be mad at AEW, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we'll put it in the penultimate segment. Sometimes we'll put it in 20 minutes. What? 
Yeah, I'm going to say this week they're going to put the match in the, the women's f- division. is a lot like a box of chocolates. You never know where the warm match is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they're going to put the women's match in the first hour. What? But they'll they'll put a little thing in the corner of the screen that says, "Don't worry, MJF's coming along soon." So you know, yeah, stick yeah. around. Uh, so I'm going to go 47 minutes, Where's zero that? hours. 47 They're going to make a zero hour for Dynamite and put them on that. <laughs> no time in the full two hours. Zero hours, 47 minutes, and 13 seconds. Hang on, hang on. I'm not ready for you. Wilborn, 47. 13. Don't like those numbers, though. <laughs> Just don't like them. Don't like 13. I'm an irrational fear. Yeah. Where are you at with 47? Well... There's 13 minutes to the next hour. So I don't like it. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if that was intentional or not. You don't know anything about me. No. <laughs> Sitch, uh, do you want to go next? Uh, yes. Now, long-time listeners of this um, excruciating bit <laughs> <laughs> will know that at this point I adopt the Jim Ross impression mm-hmm. and try and, in his inevitable way, which I imitate, um, tell you how the show's going to go. But, you know, the guy's not in the best place, mm-hmm. so I'm going to leave off JR. Yeah, get well soon. And I was going to tell you that it's going to be one hour, uh, 24 minutes, and 56 seconds. Uh, I split a different Wait time. a second, Sid. So you're saying they can put the women's match on just before the main event? Bold strategy. Bold strategy. <laughs> I'll go one hour... Six minutes and uh, 12 seconds. Less scary. Less <laughs> <laughs> scary for the baby. <laughs> Hello, little baby. It's me. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Dynamite on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why should I say you can follow all three of us? You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and Michael Hamflet will be back later on today to review this week's episode of NXT Gold Rule. <laughs> Now there's been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.